Hello, you're listening to The Future of Media Explained, with me, Press Gazette Editor-in-Chief Dominic Ponsford, and this week we're learning all about new advertising revenue strategies for publishers. And joining me on the podcast this week, we have Press Gazette reporter Bron Mayer. Hi, Bron. Hello, Dom. How are you? I'm good, Bron. I'm looking forward to hearing about new revenue strategies. There's nothing I like to hear about more. And ad revenue is obviously the thing which sustains most publishers, certainly in the UK, and nearly all regional newspapers and all tabloid newspapers and a bunch of other websites besides. So this week's podcast is, I should say, sponsored by Dan Ads and they're going to tell us more about self-serve advertising. I'll let them explain what that is, but who else have we got on the show this week? Yeah, we have Jade Power, who's the Director of Digital Monetization at National World, and Ian McGregor, who is the Head of TripAdvisor Ad Express. Both of those companies work with Dan Ads. And from Dan Ads itself, we have Lisa Zathres, who is their Chief Marketing Officer. And I started at just about zero knowledge of self-serve advertising, which will hopefully be useful for any listeners, because I started right at the beginning with, please tell me, what is self-serve advertising? I'm here with Jade Power, Director of Digital Monetization at National World, Ian McGregor, Head of TripAdvisor at Express, and Leeson Zathreas, Chief Marketing Officer at Dan Ads. Let's start with Leeson. What is self-serve advertising? So simply put, you would say that it's the ability for advertisers to buy advertising straight from a publisher or straight from a platform without the direct contact with a salesperson. So it's basically how all ads were sold in the old days. And then Facebook and Google has more or less invented the concept of allowing the purchase to, to happen automatically. It started out there and now the pendulum, I would say, have shifted over to more and more publishers opening up that possibility and like automating their ad sales process so that it's open and accessible for everyone. And that includes everything from like Snapchat and TikTok today, but also LinkedIn and a lot of the clients that we work with, including the lovely guests we have here today with TripAdvisor and National World and Washington Post and SoundCloud and a lot of different actors that are entering the field. And so what would we contrast that with? So what uh, if we're doing self-serve advertising instead of what would the alternative be? Programmatic is definitely one and the traditional like direct sales process, which is yeah. still happening and it's still a big part of any big publishers ad sales process. So it's basically a new leg to stand on that now we're also able to automate this process so that we can process the simpler deals, if you will, which they often are, and also accept lower deal sizes so that anybody with a credit card and a business and wants some visibility can actually log in and create their account and book their ad and choose their target audience and follow through the whole process with without that direct contact with a salesperson, which usually is quite costly on the publisher side. So Jade, why did National World turn to self-serve advertising? We've got great relationships with our existing customer base, but as the world evolves and advertisers have more demands and want to self-serve their marketing needs, we do need to evolve our operational support for those customers. So we thought that would be a way to evolve the offering for our existing customer base. Equally, we know there are tens of thousands of other businesses in the UK 
that we're not currently engaging with. In fact, we've probably got more businesses out there than we have salespeople to support, in which case it just gives them another forum to have that interaction with our properties. And Ian, how about you? I think very similar stuff. I think it, it affords you a lot of flexibility as a publisher because if you rely on just the kind of old school direct sales process to service all of your advertisers, it ends up being quite a costly process. Everybody's time costs money and also their time is it's not infinite. So you have to choose what people work on. And I think naturally, this kind of choose for their people to work on from an advertising perspective, deals that are generally higher in budget than the ones that are lower in budget just because that makes the most sense from a kind of efficiencies perspective and then self-service gives you that tool which wasn't there before to service the kind of advertisers that are just as valuable because actually when you add up all of their smaller budgets together it adds to a really really large number individually on a direct sales basis you wouldn't be able to get anywhere close to a kind of profitable relationship with that group so I think that was a big part for us, especially for TripAdvisor. It's a global business as well, global advertisers. It's really difficult to have a sales team that can go out and meet advertisers in every country in the world. So this this tool is agnostic when it comes to geography. It doesn't care where you are. You can you can access it as an advertiser from any country in the world. And yeah, that, that kind of flexibility, the freedom to work with whoever from an advertising perspective is really beneficial. So what in practice has changed for National World and TripAdvisor since implementing this system? For National World, we're, we haven't launched just yet. So we're yeah. launching in early January. So we're just through the stages of getting it finalized. So we're getting some feedback from our trialists, which at the moment is proving to be very positive. I think it means that we can start the new year with a bang. Um, I think it gives them lots of access to a variety of different tools that we can then market more externally. So we've got things like brand lift reporting, which we're implementing into our platform from launch, which effectively gives an advertiser the ability to see the impact a campaign has had to its brand awareness. I think for us, we're a bit longer into our journey with self-serve. I can see that the clear benefits we can see as an organization now are that the salespeople at TripAdvisor who are working with the bigger spending advertisers, if you've just got a bunch of advertisers that are coming to you and saying, hey, we want to spend with you and you don't really have controls over the minimum spend that they have to get to in order to access that kind of direct help. Salespeople and other teams, so not just sales, but ad ops, planning, like all of the teams that make up a successful kind of advertising business get swamped with things that they have to do and they can't put their time towards proactive tasks that actually are generally, in a lot of cases, more beneficial to the business in the long run. As a big, well, as a salesperson who now has a bit more time on their hands, they can actually look at which customers do we really want to strategically be going after and how do we want to sell to them? Do we want to do our kind of standard stuff or can we get a bit more creative? And also just our ability to work with advertisers anywhere, as I said. So we're not locked to just being in our kind of core markets where we have a presence. We can we can service people that are anywhere and everywhere, which is definitely a cool change, yeah. So that all sounds extremely useful for publishers. Can anyone tell me a little bit about why it might be useful for advertisers too? I think advertisers are looking for more control and transparency about their campaigns. And having the ability to set up self-serve, they can tweak the campaign, they can add all of their different targetable elements, they can make sure it's fit for purpose, and they can see exactly how it's been designed, how it's performing. They get regular reporting. That means they can optimise it throughout its life cycle. So I think that's becoming increasingly important. I think equally as well, not to go too much into detail about the future of third-party cookies and everything disappearing <laughs> no, there, because that's very topical <laughs> at the moment. But I think as a publisher, we're in a good place to be able to offer first-party data segments, and advertisers want quality data to 
build against and as an opportunity to engage with a publisher from that perspective and make sure that everything they're targeting is going to the right person at the right time in the right place. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, th- I I agree with all of that. I think we very see it very similarly. I think if I could just add that from a small advertiser's perspective, a lot of publishers have been off the table in previous in previous worlds without self-serve. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works in the national world, but there still have been min- minimum spends that businesses have had to hit in order to access advertising products at TripAdvisor. This allows advertisers of budgets. We, we have a minimum spend on the platform of $500 per campaign. That campaign can run for a month, for two months, three, for a year, if they really wanted to spread it out for that long. And so that gives a, a whole new group of advertisers that haven't previously been able to work with us the opportunity to get in and, yeah, access the audience, as you're saying, which is mm. built for us on almost all, yeah, all of it is built on first-party data. So you're accessing the real TripAdvisor. What is it that TripAdvisor users are doing and how do you want to impact on their experience as a TripAdvisor user through an ad campaign? So I think, yeah, flexibility as a customer to be able to also access at your own speed you can book a campaign and it can start in a few days rather than having to send an email to somebody that might not reply they might be on vacation (laughs) you might get that out of office you know that doesn't happen with self-service the system's always online right so I think that's also a kind of a really good thing as well and I think that's something we've seen on a general term of advertiser benefits that the turnaround time is so much quicker. So just in average, we've seen everything from like, it could take two weeks or like at least seven days for just the whole ad process, ad purchase process to go through before like first paying or just de- setting up the deal, going back and forth with the audience setting with the creatives. And there are a lot of manual steps along the way, which creates a lot of time. So that's something that some of our clients has also come in to just say the speed is one of the most important parts. The Washington Post was one of those who also said, we want to be able to offer advertisers, like if the news is reported and you want to react to that news or have your communication close to that, that has never been possible in any way before before setting up that kind of direct line and that fast turnaround time. That's a clear benefit as well. You're bringing up the Washington Post is very convenient for me because my next question is, Leeson, what other publishers are using this tech, and do you have any notable <laughs> success stories from them? The Washington Post is, beyond opening up their own inventory, have started a marketplace in the U.S., which I think is a really, really interesting case to follow. So it's basically a marketplace where any local uh, publisher across the U.S. can attach themselves to the platform and then not have to build the tech themselves, but rather just have their inventory accessible for any advertisers. That's something that is is funded by the Washington Post and a mean to make that local rising and being able to target local news, which I think is a really interesting take. And then we see, apart from the traditional publishing or if you'd like the news publishing sector, I would say that we see really interesting things in digital out of home. Just that market in itself has stagnated for a while, but now since a lot of new options are coming out with digital out-of-home advertising, then we have one client now where you can book you know, advertising straight into a golf cart or a ski resort and you can choose your location and really become relevant to the people that want to be seen there. So it's just taking out-of-home advertising to the next level and also making that available for smaller companies as well as CTV, OTV, whatever, OTT, whatever you want to call it, but all these abbreviations. But within TV advertising, it's it's happening a lot as well. We see a, a lot of big players entering that field and allowing basically everybody that has $50 to spend to upload your TV advertising and then still be uh, visible next to really high quality 
TV shows, which I think is an interesting next step. More broadly, and this is open to everybody, what's the ad market been like lately? From our perspective, I think it's been going on strong. So there's obviously a, a, an economic thing going on in the world right now, which is impacting businesses, people everywhere. And so I think that there's naturally probably going to be some sort of slowdown at some point. But from a from an immediate standpoint, from well travel as well, travel people are still traveling. I think people are still going out there and they are traveling and there's been some articles that have come out to support that. So yeah, not sure what it will mean for the future and I'm not sure what it means for other types of business, but for us, I think we're still okay. I think for National World, because we work with so many different types of advertisers and different verticals, it's still growing in certain categories. I think there's probably some challenge with some of the smaller advertisers who are sort of becoming a little bit more worried about what's going to happen around the corner. So I think people are being a bit more cautious about their spending levels. So I think it is different based on different verticals essentially yeah and i think in general it's an interesting shift of you will probably see even the big spenders and the global brands cutting back on some of the advertising spend just with the general economy so that will probably be visible in the trends but then on the other side and what a lot about the self-serve market is about is to be for smaller businesses and medium-sized businesses and People are still starting their own business. There, there's been record numbers in the number of new companies being founded in across the globe, basically. But I think both UK and the US has shown really strong numbers. And they need that visibility. And there, what we see is a lot of shift also coming from Facebook over to other platforms. So there is definitely a lot of advertisers that are starting to lose their faith in Facebook and seeing that we are looking for other options. and. In that sense, it's a really good way that or it's a good time for new options for those advertisers. Yeah, I think that makes sense as well from a self-serve perspective because people are tightening their purse strings so they want to make sure every penny spent is being put to good use. And I think that's what self-serve offers to those advertisers. And Leeson provides yet another wonderful segue because <laughs> my next question was going to be, <laughs> when it comes to ad tech and advertising generally, how can publishers hope to keep up with Facebook and Google? I think from our perspective, we're not really seeing it as a, we're not trying to challenge Facebook and Google directly. I think from our perspective, it's about a marketing mix. We should know as a normal rule to things that if you put all of your eggs in one basket, it's not necessarily as risk-free or even as beneficial as if you can maybe spread stuff around and figure out where your audience is and what your audience is doing in, in different places. There are other players out there, National World, TripAdvisor, there's tons of people that Dan Ads work with, Facebook, Google, there's loads of options. I think it's just about each advertiser finding their own kind of mix of what makes sense for their budgets and for their goals. Just to echo what Ian was saying, we don't see they are there, but we don't really want to be directly competing with them. I think they're an extension of a digital marketing plan. And I think with a news brand, we have that level of engagement. So we have users who are spending a lot of time on our pages and really are reading through the articles and naturally a user will be exposed to an advertisement and then complement that with National World. We've got well-established brands which have been around for a number of years as that element of trust. And I think based on those two benefits, we're in a good position to show performance in the form of attention, which is something that Facebook has actually started moving towards. And that's where sort of brand lift comes in. So we're able to offer that at a small scale for advertisers and at a modest budget. But then equally, talking to the bit with first party data, I think that's another benefit from a publisher. And because they trust us, 
we know an awful lot about who they are, what their interests are. So we're able to position an awful lot of quality data through the platform. And for launch, we're going to have over 70 different audience segments. So hopefully that will cater to the various audiences that advertisers will want to be targeting. And then equally, I think we know which of our ad placements on our sites work in terms of being viewable and getting the best performance. And we're making that available through the platform. So it feels like a direct experience, but you can do it completely independent. And I suppose that's a benefit you get versus the open marketplace where you don't necessarily get that guaranteed premium inventory. Yeah, and tying back into, and then again, how much we're going to talk about the cookie, but still, (laughs) it is something that really has an effect on the industry. And I'm really interested in, in just following the trends that are happening right now to see that the audience that you were mentioning, Jade, is going to be so much more important when you can't follow people around the internet anymore, knowing that, okay, what makes sense for my brand? Where do I want to see my communication? In which contexts to which audience? And then that first party data that a lot of these really like reputable global brands have is like more valuable than ever. So I think that's a it's a great way of to, to capitalize or actually be able to get your fair share of the advertising budget, which is previously more tending to go through other platforms and uh, being eaten up in the supply chain, if you will. While we're on the subject of kind of the opacity of the platforms and not knowing quite how much, how much revenue is actually going to end up back with the publishers, can you speak to us a little bit about how exactly, how financially Dan Ads works, like how it works for publishers? Is there like a cut that's being taken? The overall idea, if you compare it to the programmatic value chain, for instance, which has a lot of different steps that I can't even mention all of them, but there's the whole value chain chucks away piece by piece the advertising budget. And I don't know if you're familiar with the ISBA study. There was a study done a few years ago tracking literally the ad spend from the bigger advertisers all the way down to the publishers and saying like how much money actually ended up with the publisher. And that turned out to be on average half of the budget. So for every hundred pounds spent, then 50 pounds ended up in, in the publisher's pocket. And then everything else along the way was just eaten up in the supply chain, including 15% that just disappeared altogether, which is also (laughs) fascinating. So the opacity issue is a real issue that combined with a whole other topic, which is more bot traffic that you're actually not really sure of what's human traffic and what is just bots clicking on ads. So there are those two issues in the programmatic space. And then the idea of self-serve or just being able to connect the advertisers straight to the publisher to see that this is where your money comes in. This is the cut that's being taken, which can be more like on the 10% or 15% in total to that 50%. So the whole idea is that it should benefit the advertiser and the publisher. And then whoever used to get that cut in the middle, we don't have to talk about as much. What do you think the outlook's going to be like for publisher ad revenue? Are we ever going to get back to what it was like before 2008? I think there's also a lot of people that are consuming ads are getting a lot more savvy with what is an ad and what is content from a site and mm. what is it that I want to interact with? Do I want to interact with an ad or do I want to write, interact with the content I've come to the site to, to take in? And so I think that's something that publishers have to keep in mind with yeah, the future does look bright, but actually it has to be not just a, well, it doesn't really matter what we do, we'll just sell them whatever. It's more that we need to actually think clever, sensibly about the overall user experience of people that are coming to these sites to consume all sorts of things. And the ad experience has to be a part of that. 
and it has to be a positive impact on the overall user experience rather than a separate entity that's there to drive yeah. publisher revenue mm, but not sure. really there to impact upon user experience for the for the everyday person that's coming to that site. I think just to echo that as well, I think there's a lot more focus on customer experience. So it has to be complementary. It can't just be too ad heavy. It's just going to deter the users long term. So there has mm. to be a balance of advertising and engagement in that ecosystem. Yeah, and making the most of that time that they've given you, right? The future's bright, but also have to be a bit clever about the way that the advertising business evolves. And I think that's also something we know is that there is a dirty, it's a dirty word in a lot of cases, advertising, <laughs> isn't it? Adverts. And I think there's something that has to be done there in terms of actually there is a way to provide people really relevant ads to what who they are and that aren't intrusive, but are providing really good things that person may not have known before or may not have come across if they didn't see the ad, right? And if we can start doing that more, I think there's more trust that can be built between the publishers and the consumers of the ads so that at the end of the day, everybody's happy. Yeah, so. I think that relevance part is super important. And just if you were to be traveling to Paris and then you're actually being shown an ad with a restaurant in your the area that you're in, why wouldn't that be like that's not necessarily something that would disturb you. It's more something that actually helps you where you are. And the same with what I think is really strong with National World and also just in, in the news side of the ad industry is the local aspect of things to say that we're actually going to be able to support the local advertising and making it even more relevant to what are you finding in your day-to-day life and what's around you because that's something that's has been threatened I would say in the past to say that how do you see that the local advertising will survive and this is a really one clear way of reaching that and being able to support local businesses and also provide relevant ads to people like what's happening in my neighborhood basically mm, definitely great I think that probably brings us to our conclusion. Thank you so much for joining us actually in person in studio today, everybody. Jade, Ian and Leeson, thank you so much. And thank you for coming. Thanks for Thanks having us. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>
You've been listening to The Future of Media Explained. And with me, Dominic Ponsford, assisted by Bron Mayer and produced by Adrian Bradley. And if you'd like to read more about self-serve ads, future of media, revenue strategies for publishers, it's all meat and gravy to us. And you can read all about more of all these things on pressgazette.co.uk.